What's up everyone out there? Welcome back to Cork Stats, powered by the Mayo Media Net here on YouTube and presented by Jock Market, the daily fantasy app where we are really making some nice coin. We had the number one player again. My goodness, how could you keep getting the number one player putting five names out for a 120 player slate? It's because we're doing something right. The head's on a swivel and we are up before the crack of dawn to bring you this, the fastest show in MLB absolutely anywhere with your host. It's the big dude with the big mouth from the Big Apple, b -b 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 big Johnny Stud, coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York, as always, coming out the chair, as always. Is it possible I miss you, and I just saw you yesterday? Gosh, yesterday was just everything that you could ask for. It's the reason we do these things that we do. And it's not just about the money. We got paid yesterday, but it's more than that. It was just all the excitement. It was the connectivity. It was the market movement, right? We were screaming about Mountcastle all day, plus 125. These player props are the place to be. We're getting 25, 30 cents worth of action in movement every single day on every single play. So that is the one thing we really got to get on those early. You cannot be taking 20 cent hits on all of these plays all the time. That is going to hurt you I know, yes, Mountcastle got it yesterday, although I didn't get paid. I'm fighting with the book right now. They don't want to pay it because the game didn't go eight and a half innings. It was marked an official game as a final, and he got the total bases in the first inning, like I said. But I did see some green tickets, so all right, everyone, let's do the thing that we do. It's me, you, and the Cork Stats crew on this lovely Thursday here, bringing you the three pillars of profit, right? So we're doing daily DFS and jock market uh, you know laying those kind of foundational bricks then you can follow me up on twitter mlb moving averages at mlb moving avg on the bird app yo and then it's gonna give you all the links i'm dropping stuff all day i was just thinking about this morning i probably not just a week i'm probably on working about 19 to 20 hours a day and i don't think you could stop me this is exactly how i do it trust me pat does not have the whip to me he is the man and if you think so too please hit the like button rate review and subscribe to the audio only pod you know i'm trying to wait to earn it press that cartoon thumb button because apparently that's how we judge how good people are right not the quality of their work but how many cartoon thumbs you're worth so if you would have told me that a few years ago while I was really paper chasing, I don't think I would have believed you. All right, let's dive up into the first pillar of profit and do the daily thing we do. Again, we had the number one player on the board with Austin Hayes, which is funny. Mountcastle was the one that popped, but I think something else people are noticing, and I heard this, and this is kind of pertinent, so this isn't really too much of a tangent, is how... We missed by a day. We missed by a day. We missed by a day. Otani, we missed by a day. Hit two home runs the next day. Reynolds, we missed by a day. He had a leadoff triple, right? A first inning triple. Yupez, we missed by a day. He had it. So keep in mind, these really are kind of clusters. And that may be the next kind of wave, right? Will we get a signal? And maybe the signal has to carry for a game or two if we didn't get it, especially if the player doesn't tank, right? I think maybe that's important. Ota I'll give you a perfect example. Oh, and I did Marco Tani as a model hit. If you're following me up on Patreon, I'm just a fount. I'm just doing the research tool thing and giving you the opportunity to play what you want. Covering these many different formats, I, I can't really say, do this, but not this, and this, but not this. I have so many different types of players now in this. It's not even fantasy or betting. This is this amalgamated baseball community of people just sick of the nonsense, sick of the makeup hires, sick of the fake handbags and cars people don't own. Very poor now. 
analysis, surface statistics, and there's a certain handicapper out there copying our picks. Big surprise. I don't care. I take it as a compliment. I had three different followers say, hey, you know, this Jamoke over here is biting your stuff. Good. Maybe he's half smart. He must have half a brain if he's following me. Maybe double it that if he is actually watching the show every day. Let's get up into this thing, man. We got the Miami Marlin righties against Kyle Freeland. 4-4-6 ERA, 1-4 whip, 7-90 OPS. Really, the attack metrics somewhat in place. I generally like to look for 4-5-1-4 in 800. He's right around that, but again... Kind of doing this type of work daily and stuff really allows to get the laser out. Let's show you what I mean. Single digit K minus walk, always the first thing we're looking for, especially when it's paired with the plus 90% in zone contact rate. So no one is getting fooled. The hard hit rate via StatCast, that's 95 mile an hour raw. Metric over 42% with a 360x Woba on the year. Remember, line drives get a bad name for not being sticky year over year, which is true. But they're very effective as far as a descriptive element in particular with the change in ball. Line drives are exactly what we're looking for. Look for XWOBA, which is a good descriptor of kind of line drives. You'll see those things are very much paired. But more so is the split problems. 944 OPS to righties year to date. It's the sinker, the curve, and the change. Each with a 500 expected slug to righties. They're responsible for 15 extra base hits. All the things we're looking for in daily and especially total brace props, right? How this daily work we're identifying. So Miami righties is the macro and that's kind of your dfs backfill then we're going to get into the single plays solaire versus lefties year to date 880 ops 345 iso six home runs gotta get with solaire today whereas aguilar the numbers are a bit more sketch but he has hit lefties well and Coming off the I.L., he's looked really good. So that's something I'm also looking for, too. Sometimes guys are hurt, and that's why they weren't playing well. And I think it's three hits in the last two games or something, and he hit a couple balls really hard. So I think we get with Aguilar as well, but a player like that is going to be more price-dependent. So give me Solaire and give me Aguilar and give me a lowercase L for forgetting the graphic. There it is. Hey, man, look at that. All the things that we do here over at Mayo MediaNet. And again, if you're really digging this stuff, hit the like button, but you gotta, you gotta tag Pat. That is my favorite. I don't know why. I just, I love it. It's my favorite thing because I know, I know, I know it like, it's kind of annoying, but it also works. And I think that's kind of my style. I just, I, right. I gotta like get under the skin a little bit. It's just really the kind of thing that I do. Whatever, man, you get to know me long enough. You'll not like me too, but if we're getting paid, who cares? Alrighty. Next up, it's those trolley Dodgers from Hollywood, always up to no good. We're looking for the righties against my boy, Hunter Green. But especially when Hunter Green is in Cincinnati, pumping that fastball. You know he is a home run machine. 5-2-6 ERA, 1-3 whip, 7-70 OPS, right? So you kind of see the disconnect there. I always say, remember, two, any two points make a line. So be careful trying to connect ERA and whip all the time. I like to add in OPS, one it's often not accounted for on websites. It's a great stat. It's really one of the best stats we have, which is, and no one uses it. It's not because it's not available. I do the calculations and I use it, and that's why, whatever, we're smart. Okay, so green. Again, so you see the high ERA with the low whip is because of all those home runs. He does put men on as well. So we know we have the high strikeout rate, over 30%. But the walk rate's also in the double digits. Then all the bad math oh, that you hate when you own him, but you love to go after him. 56 fly ball, 11 barrel equals what? Yeah, more than two home runs per nine. 943 OPS to righties year-to-date. They're responsible for 13 of the 17 home runs year-to-date. In particular, it's the fastball, which is... 
it's very fast, <laughs> which is one part of a fastball. Although, you know, I am doing that tongue-in-cheek. I dug in for, I believe, Eric Cross, or if you're into minor league work, prospect stuff, that's who I go to. He's also a very good friend of mine now, and he's the GOAT. Um, he mentioned Hunter Green, and I was getting into it. You know, I like to go into the further kind of diagnostic stuff, really, that granular, not just the individual output i'm really diving into uh, shape and its efficacy and how these things evolve and stuff like that and really what it means so hunter green's fastball really passed all diagnostic tests the problem is no matter how good it is or how fast it is if you miss but also he throws it too much right so it's a bit it's kind of a bad combination meaning if hunter green develops another pitch he's could be like a cy young guy like i legitimately mean that i think he has one of the best fastballs in the league but until he's able to pair it with a more deceptive element these are major league hitters and unless you have absolute pinpoint control with it which he's not at his age this is why he's going to have those problems so we're looking for trey turner 353 batting average last 36 plate appearances against righties and he just crushing fastballs from righties year to date. 18% barrel, 68% hard hit rate. And in particular, you always want to look at a guy like Taylor, number one in jock market. You get a half point for every at bat. And that half point matters. I have gotten late garbage at bats and gotten out and moved up into profitability. And this absolutely matters. So um, plate appearances at the center of this work, along with total base props. You really want that extra plate appearance when you think about that extra opportunity, really, and that's the only one you get. It's kind of, it's one of the bad parts about total base plays. Your guy gets up, hits a first pitch pop-up, you're like, oh man, I got to sit here for a while. So, you know, again, I think I, I think I like the idea of, because I feel so strongly about so many of these plus plays, we just take more of them and keep the risk the same. Remember, I'm not like, just bet more and lose the mortgage. If you're betting $5 a night, you split it 20 ways. You're betting $10 a night, bet it, split it 20 ways. And if you have 10 plays, you split it 10 ways. Remember, there's more than a 1,000 ways to skin a cat without scratching it's a-hole, as my grandfather used to say, one of my favorite sayings out there. So, all right, give me Turner. Also, give me Chris Taylor, last 32 plate appearances against righties. He's a 310 batting average, 892 OPS. Also, one thing I wanted to mention was batting average really matters. Where OPS can get you in trouble, it incorporates walks, and we don't want walks. They're not part of total base props. So remember, you know, as... As this progresses, we always want to be keeping our eye on the prize. I really like ISO. Again, it's a measure of extra base hits. I mean, that's even if you're stupid like I am, you could figure that out. So, Taylor, six doubles in that 32 plate appearance span. I mean, those are all caches, right? Fastball the righties on the year, 17 barrel, 57 hard hit. So, that's exactly where we want to be. The last one is a mini stack. I'm going to have to add to it. I have to do a little more digging again. You know, this has been part of this work coming out so early and me putting out like definitive graphics that I'm, I'm married to. I don't feel comfortable backing away from something that I don't have printed. So anything printed, I bet, you bet my daughter's eyes I'm putting my money on. I swear to God, every single thing that I recommend in you know, in black and white, I, I absolutely bet. And that, that's part of why I, I really don't want to be a fraud. It means a lot to me to not be a fraud. I'd rather be a, a brash, obnoxious, crazy, fringe lunatic than, you know, some fake fugazi that doesn't care about your money. Like, that's really at the center of this. I, it's why I do what I do. Trust me, it's not it's not for the pay. I've made a lot more money in my other professions. All right, so let's get into the last one. It's a half stack. We're going up against Ranger Suarez, who I liked in the preseason. I got to take an L there. Luckily, other people liked him more than me. 
and I didn't really get him in draft season. Such is life. Sometimes it's just what it is. 4-4 ERA, 1-5 whip, 7-60 OPS. A lot of the same traits you're going to expect. 7% swing strike rate, 28% O swing. So he gets no chases with a 90% in-zone contact rate. He does force a lot of ground balls, but righties have really touched him up. 270 batting average year to date. That's where we want to be. 830 OPS and all seven home runs. We want to be looking at Jorge Alfaro. You know, he was, I know people here like catcher. Yeah, he's not really like a catcher. He's a catcher and a DH and an outfielder, and he's got a lot of pop, and he looks really good right now. Killing lefties year to date. 33% barrel, 68% hard hit rate year to date. 346 batting average, 1200 OPS, a 500 ISO, and four ding-a-ling along. So, gotta get with Jorge Alfaro. You see the bomb emoji up there with Solaire. So, I think I'm gonna get, we're gonna get the we're going to get the big dog from both of them. I, man, I'm, this is funny too. Again, it's not flip-flopping. We're using math to data back our moves. I now feel like there are enough home runs to go after home run props, but now the odds are not in place. Well, I didn't really look. So there will probably be 275. Do not pay that ever. Imagine being able to get plus 125 for total bases and 275 for home run. That's, that's just downright silly. All right, let's get into, up into the fantasy thing, take a breath, everybody. How about that, right? Is the show awesome or what? I'm telling you, man. Just the, the interaction and stuff I get is just, it's fantastic. And I really do care about you people, you know. Quick shout out to the people that are riding with us every single day, man. You know, Tug, I see you. Walrus, I see you. JC, I see you. Babadi, I see you. Yo, my guys out there, you really, anybody I forgot, please, I, I really, it means a lot. You know, that's kind of really part of it. Without you guys, there's no me, and it's no fun. All right, so we got the fantasy thing. I'm trying to be the all things to all people. We're looking for an ad in 10, 12, and 15 team leagues at every single position. This one is really easy because most of these are determined by playing time. Let's just fly around the diamond. Again, these are players that I did try and get guys on offense that are producing. There is offense happening. The pitcher list is just guys that are alive. There is. It is almost completely indiscernible. The 10, 12, and 15 team pitcher lists, which was never, ever the case. And right now, anybody with a pulse getting outs is, you know, is rostered because you've got to avoid the Yankees, you got to avoid the Astros, you've got to avoid the Dodgers, you don't want to pitch in Cincinnati, you don't want to pitch a Coors. All of a sudden, you're like, I mean, I, I know that it's only a few, that's only a few spots. But if you start thinking about it, you're like, wow, there's like 6% of... Or actually, depending if it's that your division, right? These numbers are going to fluctuate, and you just got to be careful. So people are hoarding pitching. All right, behind the dish, it's Jonah Heim looking really awesome. I was picking him coming into the season. He's played his way into, you know, 10-team viability. You know, I'm not into paying up for catchers. This season is a pretty good reason why. They're always hurt. They don't play enough. Guys that hit get playing time, and I feel like people that drafted up with catchers can't drop them. They're married to them, and it makes the demand for those players even lower. So... Jonah Heim, then Christian Bethencourt, who is like a roto monster right now. We had him on that athletic article. People have been hitting me up all year. That's how you win leagues again. I don't, it's not like Christian Bethencourt is, is going to be the league winner. But I don't want to hear that having five categories, you know, at catcher is not helping. He's playing all the time and he's stole bases. He's starting to hit home runs. Get with Bethencourt for sure. And then Eric Haas for Detroit. <laughs> if, you're like, who? What? And this is for real. I'm telling you, I'm really working very hard. I reach out. I actually, now at this point, I mean, listen, it is what it is. It ain't bragging when it's true, right? I generally try and speak on a regular basis to both Zach Waxman, who won the overall online auction last year, NFPC, and Rob DiPietro won the online overall, uh, overall draft champions the year before. So I'm talking overall champions in the most difficult formats, in the most difficult platform. Just trying to make sure that, you know, these guys are like, you know, we're... 
on stuff that would matter to them. Zach, in particular, has been really kind of instrumental in helping this show be what it is as far as fantasy. And I think if you're skipping over the five minutes for fantasy every day, I think you're missing out. So the reason I mentioned Haas is 15-team leagues right now. It's deep. It's hard. There are very few catchers. It's like Haas or Nito. I'd rather take the less played appearance with Haas because you have a chance at a home run and a DH spot. All right, first base, it's Alex Kirilov. He looks incredible. I don't have any of him because I was worried about the wrist. It does not look like an issue right now. Must be rostered in all formats, followed by Garrett Cooper, who's probably a U in 12-teamers, maybe a CI if you play with that right on the bubble, if not, depending if you have injuries, and then at first base where there is nothing, nada, nunca, niente, you gotta go with Carlos Santana, that black magic woman strumming on a guitar, and he's hitting right now, keeping the Italian breakfast from the major leagues, but he's hitting the ball, he's not bad, right, so I don't know what it is, I'm not really trying to get behind Carlos Santana to stick, but if he was down on the mat for, you know, two months, you could get three good weeks while maybe something else happened. So, Ed Santana in 50-team leagues over to second base, Brandon Donovan for St. Louis. He is rosterable in all formats. He looks incredible in 12 teams. John Birdie really should be owned in all roto formats. He might even be playing himself into point viability, extra base hits, tripling, scoring runs, stealing bases. Really kind of awesome. And then at second base, more deep what? Never thought I'd be recommending Vidal Brujan. Rays are going through a ton of injuries right now. With a bunch of playing time has opened up. He stole a couple bases and he hit a home run. Again, there's talent there. I'm not a huge fan, but you probably could do worse. The other options are awful. Oh my goodness. Josh Harrison's out there. He's hitting, but gosh, I think we know what we're getting there. Over to shortstop. O'Neill Cruz probably owned, but if he's not in 10 team leagues, you've got to get with him for sure. Then Ahmed Rosario, who I really liked. I think he's bad his way up to a 270 average and hit a home run. Let's get with Ahmed Rosario. I've seen him on waiver wires in 12 teamers. He must be rostered. Then shortstop really kind of, uh, this one was a tough one. I have Miguel Rojas listed. He was right on the bubble. I think he was 40 5% rostered in NFBC, which that's a pretty decent cutoff. After that, it's really kind of rough. Uh, Tyler Wells for Tampa and Perdomo for San Diego are both getting regular at-bats, but they are not producing. So if Rojas is not there, those would be the guys I'd be looking for, Perdomo and Wells. Let's get over to third base. Oh my gosh, I got such a kick out of... Oh, who wrote it to me? Well, shout out to Ricky Poundstone. My dude texted me about, uh, DM me about Jake Berger, right? He tweeted us, Burger on the Mayo Show. Burger with Mayo. Call this one a whopper, the Burger with Mayo. All right, so Jake Berger playing every day. We know he's got a lot of skill and he's healthy right now. It's been injuries that have held him back. The White Sox have a spot. Get with Berger. He is really, really good smoking the ball. He popped up on those advanced statistical leaderboards that we do. Next up, I'm getting ready to kick the football. Step on the rake with Jonathan VR. I do this all the time. He's not very good, but when he plays, I'm always kind of tantalized because you could get runs, you could get steals, you could get pop, and Wrigley's playing like a pinball machine. Then after that, third base is incredibly difficult in 15-teamers. J.D. Davis has started to play the majority of games, though this comes with the disclaimer, the Mets have kind of pulled this on us before. All right, into the outfield we go. Um, the left-hand side for audio-only listeners is probably 10 and 12. Let's say the right side is 12 to 15. It's Riley Green, Michael Harris, Adoles Garcia, and Andrew McCutcheon. These guys, all guys we've mentioned, most likely owned, but just double back and make sure they aren't. McCutcheon might be available in 12s. He's starting to hit. We know we can get spurts from him while he's alive. The hitting environment in Milwaukee while the weather gets warm is very good. Then Oscar Gonzalez and Cleveland hit another home run. I think they'd be batting 300. One of those guys that people just 
don't kind of pay attention to. The team's not very good. The name's not especially sexy. No real pedigree. Get with Oscar Gonzalez. Then let's wrap it up with Michael Taylor, who I know, but he's playing and doing the thing. And Harold Ramirez at Tampa Bay, also part of that playing time vacuum. And Jonathan Daza, who we've been on all year. He's playing in Colorado. I mean, geez, he's been an excellent bench spot on my healthier teams, being that first guy off the bench to get in there on those weeks or half weeks when he's in cores. Now, pitching is just guys with a heartbeat. I'll just rattle off. It is what it is. It's Ross Stripling. I saw him in a 15-team league. I'll be bidding on him. JT Brubaker, Justin Steele, guys we've mentioned throughout the weeks are probably owned in 12ers. Maybe not. Then Jonathan Heasley. I was watching a Royals broadcast. They mentioned... I know. I was watching a Royal broadcast. I know. Forgive me. They mentioned a change in arm angle... And he's gotten some results. I actually reached out to Eno Saris, who said there was no real change in stuff. So, I don't know, a bit of a mixed signal, but Hazley's been producing. Kansas City stinks. He's going to get every opportunity to continue to either stink or produce. Braxton Garrett for Miami. It's been a bit of a mixed bag, but there is potential there, and I think he needs some more experience and to be stretched out. So, if you have a spot, Garrett's the kind of guy that should occupy that there. Like I said, there's potential and a role. That's pretty much the brewing, bubbling formula to get with it. Relief pitching is extremely tough. It's Tanner Houck for Boston's available. Obviously, snatch him up even in 10-team leagues. And then the other ways would be Tanner Scott on Miami. He's starting to get saves. I missed on that. I don't know how. I'm going to have to be more attentive. And maybe that's the answer to the Friday show. I know someone reached out and mentioned kind of going back over the ads. I think because I've been missing in the bullpen, maybe we'll do the stat leaderboard but mine the bullpens and look for arms and stuff and holds and saves and K's and whiffs to try and ID the next big thing and I think I just gave myself our next great idea so that's the fantasy and let's suck that up for a second uh, we're already running a bit long I talk too much no me can't be couldn't be who me then who uh, I stole the cookie from the cookie jar apparently I also tweeted a Rocky and Bullwinkle joke this morning I don't know where that came from. I used to love that when I was little. And now, for something you really like. <laughs> I don't... Oh, gosh. I don't know. Help me, I guess. Maybe I need that. I need the all-star break, maybe, right? I'm starting to come apart at the seams. You run the machine at the red line. Even really good machines with really greased-up ball bearings. <laughs> Who knows, man? All right, let's get in. we got a couple bets. If you've noticed, I'm just starting to get away from total, from side betting. I'm sorry. It's been an absolute disaster. Give me all the L's you want. Go buy a brand and stick it on my forehead. I really don't care. There's plenty of room. But Colorado up four and losing. Yesterday, we rolled out Carrasco. He was clearly injured. The Astros shelled him. The Mets almost got it back. But it's been a disaster. Where we have done really well is when the model is screaming over. It's another one yesterday that I would have never gone over in my past. Ever, ever. So, listen, congrats to me for being malleable. I talked about this with Gil Alexander on VSIN. I would have never gone over Yankees, Rays, Shane Baz, and Jordan Montgomery. Ever in a million years. I used to ignore that. Given the hitting model and the trend being our friend, we went over it. We cashed it easily. So, you know, that's where I'm going to lean. So the bets you'll see are overs. We're looking at Colorado and Miami over 4.5, F5, and Philadelphia, San Diego. That one is 3.5. I especially like those as a bit of, let's just do it real quick. We just have... A second. So Colorado, Miami, where would he went over Freeland? Then uh, Braxton, he's kind of struggled so far. It's been a short cut, but he has struggled. Like I said during the ad, it's been a mixed bag. 485 ERA, 15 whip, 800 OPS. The the strikeouts are too low. I thought they were going to be higher at 16%, but the CSW is at 28 
with the 37% O-swing. So I believe the chase rates are coming. Like I believe those are the more pertinent inputs. His shadow rate, her first strike rate are all very good. But for the time being, the in-zone contact rate at 95, 27 line drive, 42 hard hit, 370 X-Woba, 415 expected Woba on contact. And he gets smoked by righties. Colorado offense has been looking decent as of late. 300 team batting average last seven. They have it 900 OPS as a squad, 89% zone contact rate. So we're looking for that kind of crossed contact matrix. And they're making lots of good contact, 138 WRC Plus as a team. I believe their top three in runs scored. Miami offense pretty looking good as well. Leading the league in steals, top in, in line drive rate. They don't get into hitting the double plays. Miami offense is not a doormat anymore. I think this one will probably be five by the time we get there. Then the next one, I said Philadelphia and San Diego. Both these offenses are good. The Philadelphia offense, not really hitting for average right now. That number down to 200. But the K-minus walk, the things I like to look at is at like 7% as a team. I mean, that's phenomenal. 8% swing strike rate as a team. Just, just awesome. Those are the things I like to look at. Again, we're looking for contact and Ranger Suarez kind of stinks. Now, Joey Musgrove has been awesome. But I think this has been the issue with these. These lines are just too low. I think as good as Musgrove is, the Philadelphia offense is good, and it's hard to chalk them up for a zero. I mean, Joe Musgrove gives up runs. So if we're pretty sure, like if the line, the team total for the first five for the Phillies is going to be one and a half, and the Padres is probably two and a half. I, I, I think those are the places we're going to be looking for this three and a half because they're not going to push the team total to three where probably it should be because Freeland, um, I'm sorry, Suarez stinks. And San Diego might destroy him. Maybe they're worried about Machado or I don't know. They said they won't put on the IL, but I don't know. I'm just not seeing this one. So give me over three and a half. Again, sometimes they just let the model speak for itself when it comes to the totals. It's incorporating a lot more stuff than I can describe here in a short period of time we have. All right, we're up against it. I also have two total base props for the audio-only listeners, but I did all the analysis. If you've skipped to this part, I'm sorry, Charlie. You're going to have to hit the rewind button. And while you're back there, hit the like button. Um... It's Jorge Soler and Jorge Alfaro, plus 100 and plus 125, respectively. I expect Soler to move at least 10 cents. He'll be minus 110. Alfaro is the 25-cent mover today. He will be at even money by the time we get to it as people start to digest all the work that we're first at. You know, ding-a-ling-a-ling, the dinner bell starts ringing and other cappers start copying our work. You'll see this these plays out in the... <laughs> Out in the wild, right? After we release them. It's okay, man. I get it. Other people see the same stats. I'm only half kidding, but you, in, in this thing of ours again, you know, imitation really is the sincerest form of flattery. Not that I care what anyone else is doing, and that will do it. Enough of that. More of this, which is getting out of here and enjoying ourselves. So, you got your stacks. You got... Your ads at every single position, and you've got a couple bets. We're going to be looking at those Marlins. We're we'll looking at the Dodgers. We're we'll looking at Jorge Ofaro. Make sure you follow me up on Twitter to see if we add to that. We might get like a Hassan Kim. I think was on the side there uh, of the exterior, I say, right on the bubble. So those are guys you'll be looking for. Follow me up on Twitter. Everything's coming right now. Implied team total, starting pitcher ranks. I don't have Veasan today. I am going to just focus on this. I'm going to get everything out. Just 
pay attention, right? Watch me on Twitter, watch me on Patreon, but you don't have to pay. It is free. And if you appreciate that, go thank Pat E. Mayo again, because without him, none of this is happening. You know, if this isn't here, neither am I. So... Peace out, everybody. Rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. Pretty please press the like button. I feel like such a dirtbag asking, but it really does matter. And download the Jock Market app. Today's a perfect day to get paid. We had the number one player again. We generally hit in these like three or four day blocks. And we're starting another one right now. So I have a feeling Sol- uh, Solaire, Alfaro, it's even one of these guys, going to wreck the slate. Remember, two slates early and late so probably won't be Alfaro he is late so give me Solaire early on I think in the Aguilar one those Miami guys are probably busted open for us today all right everyone I'll check his later on the flip side see you in the Twitter streets and remember when you work this hard it feels a lot less like luck peace <laughs>